Joe, what's your what's your favorite Christmas Christmas snack? What what do you like Christmas eating? Snack. Meal or Ooh, meal uh, around the. Do you, know, do you know what I'm partial to? You know, I don't know if I'm saying it yeah. right. It's either panettone or panettone. It's an Italian thing with like raisins in it. It's like a bread. Panettone. It's, is it panettone? That yeah, stuff. I had it for the yeah, first time. I went to Milan a few years ago, and yeah, that stuff's elite. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of um, pigs in blankets at Christmas dinner as well. Mm. I had that in the UK. Those are nice. Good vibes. Good vibes. Those are very nice. And they've got to be they've got to be cooked like, Africa, so they so the crispy. Yeah. They're, they're very good. Yeah. What about trifle? Are you a trifle guy? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> nah, I know but... trifle splits opinions, right? But I am genuinely I could take or leave it. I I'm not really that bothered about it. I don't hate it. Some trifles are alright, but I'm not I'm not one of those. I'll defend trifle till the end of the earth or hate it. I'm very much on the fence about it. I don't I don't care enough about trifle to have a big opinion on it. Preach. I must be peppermint yeah. tart, man. Peppermint tart is the is the go peppermint to tart dessert, is that's a very South African oh. thing, but it's a, yeah, it's a good dessert that. It's a very good dessert. Trifle for and me, how about you? Trifle for me. Matt. Matt's just happy well, to eat. Trifle's <laughs> clear. That was clear. <laughs> <laughs> likes his layers. Oh, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> All those layers, man. We gotta love it. And on that note, Christmas note, welcome to this football inference. There's no music. I don't know what's going on. There's no music in the intro. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I played the wrong <laughs> intro. Ah, I played the wrong some, intro. So just, it's it's to do. Oh, he's a bit nervous. Oh, he's a bit nervous. I'm sorry it's about Joe. This. I'm blaming Joe. I'm blaming he's, Joe. It's fine. Right. You can blame me. It's no problem. <laughs> Here's the official intro. Here's the official <laughs> intro. Let's go. And football and friends. Here we go. Check. Yeah, we back again. So what's hot on the scene? Who hot on the field? Got to talk by the teams. Who coming in second? Who taking the lead? Some hot for a second, then out of the league. Tell me which four bros go harder than these. Ain't talking fantastic. The turtles are teens. This shit get addictive. Turn you to a fiend. Now turn on the screen. Make some noise for the team. Mitch always coming through with a talent. Callum talking XG when you see him. Liam managing and picking up the slack. Matt know that he deep at the cap. Facts we at it again. Football and friends. We at it again. Go tell your friend. Tell your friends. There we go. Welcome to it. It is football and friends. My name is Mitch Montgomery, your host, Kalisia, Leosia, Matsia, and of course, brand new member, Joe is here, everybody. What a legend. Thanks very much for having me, guys. By the way, that intro of yours is banging. Oh, Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Only I played it the first time. Not the second. If only I didn't screw it up. All right, as always, we kick off the show with comments from friends, how this works is you send in your comments on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Mixit, PepTech, whatever you have, uh, a, a paper jet. We see it. We share it with the friends and the panels as we take a look at what happened in these past few games. We're going to start off uh, with Karen Johnson who sent through a tweet. He said there's a lot of positives to take away from Manchester United's one win. Besides, I use miss. Don't think we ever looked like conceding, really. Fred and Lindelof um, standing out for me. Tellez and Lot also taking their chances. Exciting times ahead under Ralph. Lloyd, we're going to start with you as our United fan. Pastor Fred blessing the Ralph Ragnick era on a Sunday only makes sense. 
I think um, I think it's actually very fitting that that Fred scored the first goal of the Ralph era because um, I think the past three games he's probably been one of our best players, um, and I think there's just been like a little bit more structure in place. He's been given a bit more freedom. We saw last last night he got to roam around and play slightly higher up the field, and we've seen him do it well for Brazil. So it's 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 very cool to see him step up to the form we've maybe seen from him about a season and a half ago. He also had a bit of a purple patch. So maybe he's coming back to that. And I think he's he's going to be a very good fit in, in Ralph's system. But um, very nice to see our, our whole back line comfortable. Um, Maguire still like very uncomfortable, very shaky. There were many long diagonal passes that he made that didn't come off. So it just looks like he never has a plan when he receives the ball. Um, he's not proactive, he's reactive. He's he's doing everything based on what's happening around him instead of having like a plan before he gets the ball. Um, so that's just what it looks like whenever he was on the ball. And then, um, yeah, going forward, I'll press guys. Like, it was fun. It was, it was fun to watch my football club play football again. Like, I would want to sit and want to watch because I want to see how we're pressing in different areas of the field. I want to see us turn the ball over. I think we turned the ball over 12 times in the opposition third. Like, it was very exciting to watch. Um, it made us, like, like it makes you hope again, but we know hope can kill you. Um, we just have to do that consistently now, and we have to get our whole squad doing it. We can't only trust, a, like, a select 13, 14 players to fit the system. We need our whole squad being able to do it. Um, and then, yeah, I just think one thing we definitely need to work on is... Um, what happens after we turn the ball over. So we win the ball from the press and then it just looks like the players are almost kind of reacting in a way like, okay, cool, we've won it from the press and they're thinking, they're taking a bit long to think about their next move, their next step going forward. So we're, we were a bit slow to create chances, which means naturally Palace were going to drop back and that's how you would find Gallagher playing centre-back for most of the game. But yeah, it's exciting for us and um, we just have to be consistent. Obviously, it's new times at, at Manchester United. Joe, you're looking at the new interim manager who's coming in. What's your thoughts uh, looking at Ralph so far? I know we can't judge him too soon. It's only been one game. But, I mean, he comes in with an incredible pedigree in what he's done for the Red Bull group as well. He's a... He comes in as, a, as, as a, I suppose, a fashionable manager. You know, the sort of... He's got the sort of CV that... Not necessarily the, the clubs that he's looked after, but the things that he's done. You know, as a football... A modern football fan... People look and go, oh yeah, this is the this is the kind of guy we want in charge of our football club. You know, we've we've seen in the past how that's sometimes worked, sometimes it doesn't. And I think it's interesting that, that United have gone down that route um, and, and gone for someone like like, like Ralph Ragnick. Um, like you say, it's going to take time, and and especially the way that he wants to play, it's it is a very coach style of play. You know, it's not a He's not coming in and, and taking a couple of players and then saying, right, I need you to do this and you to do this and kind of sending them on their way. There's an entire structure and an entire style change for how he wants to work. So for, for someone like Ralph Ragnick, it's, it's going to be a case of, of how well people buy into what he wants to do, uh, not necessarily about how he, how he goes about it, I suppose. Now, we transition into one of his grandsons, uh, that's Jurgen Klopp, of course, uh, who showed up definitely on the weekend with Liverpool. Callum, exciting stuff. You know, it was a 1-0 win at the end. Divock Rigi coming in clutch, as always, saving you guys. How did you feel about the game? Guys, I don't know. There's, there's something about Divock Rigi, and I think 
when it's all said and done and he eventually does move from Liverpool when he does, because there's been there's been times when I thought, okay, this is this is the window where he's going to leave. Uh, he's gonna leave with with the sort of cult cult era status, you know, the last minute or really like last, last, last minute winner against Everton under the circumstances, you know, the, the two goals against Barcelona, the that basically the, the goal that definitely sends us to to European champions um in 2019. These types of of of, of goals is what Dibokarigi is known for. And he doesn't really get the game time. I do I will acknowledge that he's a very good finisher. Just there's been times when he gets he gets his opportunity, but it, it just it's not really like fits our system. And and that's something that we we understand as football fans. And there'll be times where we fall out of love with Origi and then he goes and does something like that. So I'll just say he he will end his Liverpool career as a cult hero of some sorts. Um I just love the guy. In terms of the game, I think winning like that, it helps because of all the agony we faced for 90 minutes. You know, we we created more than enough chances against a, a really well-structured Wolves team who have, you know, made teams struggle to even create chances against them in the last, you know, four or five games. They've, they've really come under this new manager and, and, and shown what they can do in terms of a back three, um, solid midfield in front of them, and then those attacking players. I do think that we went into the game in hindsight with our, our games against, you know, Brentford and West Ham knowing that we've been transitioned very easily at times this season. And I, I found that our fullbacks weren't as high up as what they were meant to be. Not meant to be, but weren't as high as what, what they usually are. And I think our centre-backs were quite were quite deep at times, and even our midfielders. So we weren't actually always in um, the Wolves' half. And I guess, obviously, with a player like Adama Traore, you have to sort of count him because if he does get a breakaway and we don't stop him, um, it can be quite dangerous. Now, his end product is is debatable. But you never want, you don't want to risk it. We've seen him beat City on his own, basically in many games where he's, he's they've allowed him to go through and he slotted a goal. So I think we handled him to a to a decent extent in terms of stopping him when we when we had to. I think you know looking at Jota's chance, Jota's header miss when Trent put on a plate for him, there was more than enough. Mane had a good chance. I just felt like last season where we had all these good chances and then the game ended in a draw. But that's where. The likes of Virgil van Dijk at that time to, to play a cross crossfield pass at 60 yards and for Salah to take it in his stride. What a touch from, from Salah. And then not to put the cross in straight away, but to hold it for just a split second and then to put the cross in for Origi to turn and, and hit it in. Um, uh, there's some complaints for me, but I can't complain with the last-minute winner, lads. Um, it, it just reminds me of Liverpool when we won the league, you know. Um, those last-minute winners. I remember us against Burnley, we did the same thing, you know. So... I'm chuffed with the lads. We can improve, but you know we've we've got AC Milan coming up, so hopefully another win there. But yeah, onwards and upwards for the boys. Now it was a crazy Saturday because it just the the, the top just kept on changing and changing. As soon as Chelsea dropped points, we're going to jump into them a little bit later on. All of a sudden, it was Liverpool on top. Then by the end of the day, we saw City go on top as well. And you can see just how competitive the league has been, um, Joe. And you just see how many, you know, runners that we have right now. We have three particular clubs that we are talking about. But to zone in maybe on Klopp's Liverpool and Pep's City, uh, which one of those have pretty much caught your eye so far this season? Because we know that Pep likes a December title charge. I think I, if, I, if so, I could just watch Mohamed Salah and, and Bernardo Silva for the rest of my life at the minute, that would be, that'd be fine. Like those two right now are just unbelievable. The 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 kind of the kind of goals they're scoring, the the way that they're playing, it's just been yeah, it's just been amazing. I did want to sorry, this is a, a slight aside. As 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 guys from South Africa, what did you guys think of Klopp's comments on uh, the Afcon? Because the the way it's been 
handled is really bizarre to me because I listened to what he said and I thought, you know, yeah, fair enough. He's making like an ironic comment about, you know, the AFCON being, oh, that little tournament we've got to deal with. But the way it's blown up has been mad. And I, and I just wondered what you guys thought as, as people who are actually from the continent. So yeah, I had a DM from you. someone. Sorry, man. I had a DM from a fan. who was like, what do you think of this? And I just saw that clip. So I, I, I looked at it and I was like, I can, I can maybe if he meant it, I was like, well, maybe he's frustrated with the whole AFCON situation. And, and it's, you know, it's been, it was in Euro, it was in June at one stage and then it changed to, to January and then it's always moving. So I, can, I got a feeling I was like, maybe he meant it like that. But then I looked at the context of it and then I saw the, the, where, where people said, oh, you know, you've, you've only got a few injuries. And he said, but hang on, we actually have, in, in irony, in an ironic way, he said, oh, there's a little tournament, you know, in, in January. And I think that journal that, that that sort of lambasted him really sort of took it out of context. And I, I don't think Klopp meant it in any, in any way. Um, I think, in any I think negative you've also light. got to take the context with, with Klopp as well. And, and the, the way that Klopp is in, in everything else that he does, you yeah. know, he's one of the most forward thinking, one of the most inclusive you know, he's he's incredibly mm. smart and modern in the things that he says. And I think yeah. you if you look at the way Klopp is, you, you look at that situation and you go, do we think that he's the kind of manager that would have a pop at a continent, you know, and have uh, a pop at an international yeah. tournament? It just It doesn't seem to add up for me. I mean, obviously, as a, as a as an English person, I I've said things like that before. You know, I've said, oh, you know, the small matter of trying to sort this out. When it's actually yeah. a, a big deal, it's just a turn of phrase, really. And it was just, it's it was just really thing. interesting to me to see how how massively it is sort of blown up, almost like he's gone up against the entire the entire African continent. When I can see why, I, I think the way that he explained himself was a maybe a little bit it didn't help because he said, you know, I'm not a native English speaker, but to use that turn of phrase, you have to be, you have to understand, have a good concept yeah. in English language. But yeah, I can also understand why he's a bit frustrated because he's just said something and he was actually the way I read it is is he's going, Oh, you guys are forgetting about this tournament in Africa. Not you know, yes, not that's, big, that's what he meant, yeah. I think I, I, think, I think the thing is yeah. like just to go around just to go around this 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 channel right now, does anyone know any German comedians? <laughs> because I mean, the reason why I say this is just because, don't speak in English. It's because no, no, no. The reason why I say this is because when it comes to... Because I feel like he's a funny guy. And we've never seen that, you know, jokey, funny side of him. So I guess he was just mm. cracking a joke. He never meant it. It wasn't a malicious attack he, at, you know... He's very sarcastic in his ways. Think it was like a, yeah, I think it was just a joke. And the joke just didn't land with the room. And then it was mm. just one of those awkward moments where everyone was just like... But it's, it's, it's a okay. contextual thing, guys. I don't think people realize the amount of work Klopp actually does in Cape Town, yeah, in Hout Bay, with the community of Hout Bay, and like that that new football pitch that got put up. That's a lot of his like foundation worked on that and stuff. That's why he's, whenever he's got a chance, he's in Hout Bay, you know, loving life this side of the world. So, uh, look, he's he's got some of the best African players to ever grace the Premier League playing for him. Um, well, I he think loves, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, like, he loves it. You've got to take yeah. it as that as well. Is you look at it and you go, would he really be able to belittle a tournament that has, um, you it know, helped so much forge some of his best players? Yeah, it means so much to to Salah and and to Mane. I just, I think a lot of it was taken out of context. And I think at this day and age, he's one of the biggest managers in the world. Like someone's gonna try and rattle him to try and score some points, and I think that's what it was—a bit of point scoring. And I think. I think that's why the thing I hasn't blown up even further was, after that. I, I, don't, I don't think it was point scoring. I, I, I think it is purely a just a... Look, let's be honest. The English language is a mess. 
You know, the things that the English language going does on, yeah. is, is messy. You know, even as a even as a someone growing up in Yorkshire, like there's certain things that I'm like, why do we do that? There's no, there's no why is that word spelt the same, but we pronounce it three different ways and it means three different things. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. And I don't think there was any malice from anybody. I just think it was a, a case across wires, across the board. And mm. it's just become this big, you know, clock pates the AFCON thing. And I'm just, yeah, I'm baffled yeah. by it because it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, just it's just things just didn't work out. And also didn't work out for the journalists and club and also didn't work out for Tuchel's Chelsea. Uh, Max 3-2 against David Moyes. Uh, West Ham nice at the London Stadium. Yo, yo, it was in the back of my head, eh? It was in the back of my head. Smooth. David Moyes had, had London Stadium bouncing like it was Upton Park again. Jared Bone looking like Dimitri Payet. It was absolute <laughs> fire. Matt, how you feeling, man? Um, like my friend always says, got it, got it. Moyes, 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 Moyes. Listen, at the end of the day, I don't mind losing if we lose to a team that's playing well. And I just got to give West Ham their flowers. They're playing some good football. Um, they're not playing that low block football anymore. They they come out and they attack you. The substitutions that they make is is effective. Um, they do what they need to do. They 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 look like a team that's playing for Moyes. And when when you when when Bowden scores that goal, I mean I don't like I don't mind losing to a goal like that. Um, it was a very good goal. In terms of in terms of my team, I'm I'm, I'm a bit worried. I'm not reactionary like there's a problem. I'm just I'm worried for for Lukaku. I'm worried that we don't find we don't find the right system for him because if we go this three at the back, I think he kind of needs to find a way to play Lukaku because if we're building a team around Lukaku and he's going to be our target man for the rest for the next five years because there's going to be no resale value on Lukaku. He's he's going to be done with that. So um, we need to find a, a way to work around it or find an alternative in terms of in the system. Or find a different system that suits him. Maybe we go the four-three-three, and we play the two wingers just off him. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna get. I'm not too worried. We only lost two games this season in the league, so we had more possession. Him, we had more shots on target. We had more um, sh shots off target. So I'm not really worried. We we just lost. We lost to a better team. They wanted it more, and I'm not. I'm not really worried. Um, Liam, I'm going to come to you. What do you, what have you assessed of Moyer's performances so far? I mean, he has Declan Rice playing out of his skin. Suchek looking like Fellaini, rolling back the years. It's been incredible quite to watch. And also Masuaku, that, that strike, we're not sure if it was a cross or if it was meant to go in, but it went into the back of the net. Yeah, I think um, Moyes has got the guys playing. And when I was, when I was speaking to Chase last week on the on the fans uncut like he speaks so passionately about West Ham but I think like what has ignited his passion is 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 what David Moyes has brought to the club because when I spoke to him or when I asked him a question about how what was his expectations as a West Ham fan five seasons ago compared to now um and you just hear about how he spoke about how Moyes has like got rid of some Deadwood um he's brought out the best in some academy players um He's using players in the correct roles and he's, he's using them effectively. Um, like, big man Antonio, how many managers do we know that will probably mess that up and play him, like, in a, in, in a role that doesn't suit him? Where Moyes knows, cool, we have a big man in the box, let's get the ball in. Um, we have two big men in, in midfield, um, so they can sit back and, and dictate all the play. 
and it's paid off. And I think the, the best part about it is that they're not they're not all world class players. So what they've done is as a group collectively or as a club, they've all bought in. And I think that's like that's all you can ask for as a coach. You just literally ask them, buy into the system, believe it. If it doesn't work, then it's me. But we don't know unless we try. Um so I think all the players have done that. And it's it's really nice to see. Frustrating for me. Like, I would have preferred a draw or a Chelsea win because realistically, we can't catch Chelsea. But um, if we could catch up points on West Ham, that would have been great. But um, at the end of the day, from watching, they deserved it. Um, Mendy stinker, in my opinion. But uh, the goalkeeper chat, we leave for, for Twitter. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And the chat I want to have, because seeing that it's the final week of the UCL group games is seeing that we're progressing to the knockout stages very, very soon. I want to go around the panel right now. I want you to give me a team. can be your team, can be another team that you think will win the UCL, um, gathering your information of what you've seen in the group stages. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go Man City. I think... I think that the the way that the season's gone, I know it's going to be hard on them in the league. I, d I don't think Man City will win the league this season, um, but I think that they could go all the way in the Champions League. And and I, I, I think if you're a City fan, you'd take that. You know, you know, if they were obviously you could, you you're never able to go right. Let's not do this one. We'll do this one instead. But if you were to say to a, a Man City fan now, you can finish fourth and you can win the Champions League. And I know which one they'd be taking. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I, I can see Man City winning it. The, the only thing that will obviously with them is just whether, whether they fizzle out. That, that's always the, the worry, I suppose. When, you, when you're playing the way they're playing at the minute uh, and you've got a player like Bernardo Silva who's absolutely firing, you just wonder what happens if, if things do fizzle out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've got a sneaky feeling that Man City might, might go all the way this year. Matt, how about you? Joe, quick question. Just I know you said um your favorites to win the Champions League is obviously City and then but not winning the league. Um can you explain like that rationale? Like why, why, why the Champions League and not the, the league? Do you feel like they don't have a big enough team to go the distance? I I don't I don't know what it I don't know what it is. I just I've got a feeling that the you know there's the league is it's almost become not part and parcel, because obviously it's not something that they do every year. But it's something that they've they've won a few times now, and I think there might be an element of in the back of the heads, you kind of start to prioritise one over the, over the other because, as, as for, for Pep as well, you know that that's that's the big sort of elephant in the room for him now is is that Champions League with Man City, and and that's why he was brought to the club really. You know they they'd won league titles before and they'd won you know cups. That that was not you know that was not an issue at Man City. They, they they brought him in and don't don't get me wrong I'm by no means saying that he's not improved Man City he's done he's done a great job there but the if he was to leave without winning a, a Champions League trophy there would be question marks over his time there because that was like I say one of the main reasons he, he was brought in yeah it'll be a it'll be a stinker um, Callum do you have a team I've got to back the boys lads and I, I, last year. I think given the circumstances, we we, we, we made it to the quarters. <laughs> Liam's fine. You're getting knocked out by a Liverpool by fan. Remember, we because... always say it on Twitter. A Liverpool fan will always find a way to make it about oh, always. Oh, <laughs> what? I'm backing my team. I'm backing my okay, team. Okay, it's fine. Of course, I'm fine. Chat on. I'm backing my team. I, I think 
last year, we made it that far with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams in the back, guys. Like, I think we, our team is, I don't know if we're capable of, of doing the league this year. Oh, they are back my team to win the league. Um, I think City and, and Chelsea do have bigger squads. And I think a couple of injuries could could knock us down a peg or two. But I think the way we play football, we are set up for 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 Champions League football. And I think, well, look look at, at Jurgen Klopp, you know, in 17, 18 season, we make the final with with Karius and without Van Dijk. No, with Van Dijk, but with Karius. And then the next year we win it and we, we make the quarters last year, given the circumstances of an injury-riddled team. I think our, the way we play football, just the style and, and Anfield, a packed Anfield, it's a massive factor in that, guys. We, we cannot we cannot denounce that. And especially on a European night, Anfield is just a different thing. You know, sometimes against, you know, your Brentfords or whatever, Anfield's not necessarily the same. But nighttime, Champions League, Wednesday, Tuesday nights, it's just, it's just a different kind of gravy. So... I will back my boys to 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 make it as far as possible and to win this thing. Obviously, you, you would like a good draw. You would like to take a, an easier route to the final and then get a decent team or knock a decent team out. But look, I back my team, and I, I don't. I think if any team draws Liverpool, they give Real Madrid or Chelsea draw Liverpool. They're like they're gutted about that. I, look, I'd be gutted if we drew Real Madrid and Chelsea. But I think a lot of teams would like to avoid us any time from now until the till the semis or, or or finals. To be honest, because I know if we get if we get Real Madrid, we're putting four past them. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not guys, gonna take that. You guys have nice life problems, eh? You guys with your with your nice teams in the Champions League and Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what happened? You know so, sometimes, sometimes I listen. I listen to the fans of of the big clubs, and I'm just like, oh, it, it must be so hard for you. You've only won. <laughs> you've only won one trophy in the last two years. Oh, it's so grim. <laughs> yeah. Don't just support Do you know what happened, Joe? And pirates and chiefs, <laughs> and also bits. <laughs> All of them. No Sundowns. <laughs> All of them. Uh, Liam, Liam, are you going to be backing United to win this or what? Nah, um, the, the team I'm backing to win does wear red, though. Um, it's Bayern Munich. I think I, I, I see them taking it. They've 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 kind of gone under the radar this season. Um, and like I say this with caution when I say I think they have, at the moment, they're the most disciplined team in the world in terms of how they play their football. Um, and it's it might sound weird saying that because there was a result this season where they got battered. But I think since then that, that they haven't lost the game, and I think that result almost like makes them angry with themselves. And we know what like what a what a dangerous and focused Bayern Munich team is capable of. They go under the radar. They just slay teams, and then you only notice them when they're in the semi-finals. And then it's like, oh, Bayern's here again. And then people actually watch those games. And then Bayern gets spoken about and hyped out again. In the meantime, they they do it all season. Um, and there's always a result that like changes their season or kicks them on in their season. And it was I think they got smacked five. No, it was about a month ago. Um, and I think that result has just now like kicked them on because Lewandowski is not going to stop scoring. Like Prey stays healthy for the duration of the competition. Um, and the rest of the team, they just they just all like like do a really 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 good job at their roles. And um, you can see with with. Their coaching setup it's like second to none especially in germany and i think what helps we can what what, what i will pitch in and i say what helps is the league isn't as demanding as let's say the la liga and uh, the premier league um so that is a factor in my opinion if they were in a tougher league 
I think they will be capable of winning those leagues, but would they do as well in Europe? I don't think so. Because then you need that squad depth, which they have, but are this, is their squad depth as good as their strongest starting eleven in terms of understanding and playing in the system? Whereas in the Premier League, you try and get your full squad or you have your full squads um, understanding the system because they're all going to get an opportunity to play sometime in the season due to the demands of the season. Uh, Matt, we'll come to you. Yeah, for the third time this year, um, Liam and I are on the same page. Bayern, I don't know what Radar he's looking at, but they're not going under my radar. I've been watching Bayern closely and I do feel like they're strong fit. Um, <laughs> Prediction-wise, prediction I know Liam, he, he, he knows that I'm good with his predictions. He fell victim to that. So I'm going to go Chelsea, Bayern in the, in the, in the, in the final and Bayern to win it. Okay, I think your own team. Wow, that's that's yeah. all right. Yeah, being honest, hurtful. it's all about honesty. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think for me personally, uh, I, we might have a surprise this year. I think this is the year of fairy tales. I don't know. Don't what say Madrid. Don't say Madrid. I think those. I think those Dutch boys. I think those Dutch boys. I don't know, man. Those Dutch boys. I don't know. Ajax, hey, hey, we don't have one in Cape Town. There's definitely one in Amsterdam. Hey, they will definitely Mitch. turn up. I'm Mitch, telling stop you. The cap. Stop the Mitch. Cap. I'm not. Mitch. Yo, Sebastian Heller, come on, guys. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. I actually just want to. I actually just want to um, almost kind of defend Callum here because I don't remember Mitch asking who your winner will play in the final. So I don't know why you went and made it about Chelsea, Matt. So we can actually aim that to Liverpool and Chelsea fans now. You guys, Chelsea fans, obviously we know since Kai Havertz scored by mistake in the Champions League final, now that's when Chelsea fans have come out. Pep's got blood on his hands for that. No CDM hey, in the final. A, the, thing is, the thing is, that's what happens. That's what happens when your club. That, that's what happens when your club only was founded in 04. These, these new clubs. Wow. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, man. Gotta love Chelsea. I'm joking. All right, let's take at the UCL fixtures this week. Uh, we're going to start off uh, tomorrow, well, today, because we dropped this on Tuesday. As you know, uh, PSG taking on Club Bruges. We've also got Real Madrid versus Inter. Karim Benzema is going to be out for this game. So I'm not nervous because we've already qualified for the next round. But yeah, just a couple of worries with yellow cards here and there, Casemiro. If he gets another one, he'll be suspended for the first round. But so I, I, I'm backing into to win it, but I, mean, I wouldn't mind if we win. Uh, but as long as we go through. Uh, Liverpool taking on Milan as well. Football heritage. Callum, how are you feeling going into this game? Plus a prediction. Uh, oh, I'm going to predict it first. I think it's going to be a, a score draw. 2-2. I think Klopp will make changes. I don't think you'll you'll do a full, you know, clean sweep of eight changes. I think you'll you embed five to six players in the game, and you'd see the likes of Simicas, Neko Williams, Konate will start. Mona can't play, which is um, which is a shame because he probably would have started the game like this. I think Chamberlain will play. You, you you'll most likely see Jota and the likes of maybe one of Salah or Mane play, and you'll see Ari up front. I think Minamina might have a knock, but I think with that team, I think with AC Milan, look, AC Milan can win it, especially without changes. They need to win it to try and to try and make it through the group. It's a, it's still an open group behind us, at, um, but I think we'll make the changes, and I think it'll be a draw. I mean, a, lo a lot of us around this, well, two of us around this panel, we're talking about Bayern uh, potentially winning this tournament. They will be hosting Barcelona. Uh, this Wednesday, playing behind closed doors. 
Plus, a lot of people are talking about Lewandowski getting robbed by Messi. And the last time Bayern played Barcelona behind closed doors, we all know what happened. It was 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 a massacre. So, Joe, I'm going to come to you. What do you think is going to happen in this game? You look at Xavi, who lost over the weekend. Um, but at least he's trying to do something with that Barcelona side. And, of course, Bayern just keeps steamrolling and doing their thing. Yeah, I think, I think Bayern will win it. I think Bayern will, will win this game. I don't think it'll be a massacre. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think we'll see that again. But yeah, I, I can see I can see Bayern Bayern winning this one. Maybe not comfortably is probably not the right word, but I can see him winning it without you know without having too much of a hassle. It's the, like, like the lads have said. You know, Bayern are just they're just they're just one of those teams that just kind of get the job done a lot of the time. They they, they do exactly what they need to do. And then they kind of not take the foot off the gas, but they, they kind of get to where they need to be, and they're like, "Cool, right? We've we've done our job now." And yeah, I can I can see Bayern winning this one. I, I I'm not sure that um, that Barca are where. Well, I'm, I'm not not sure Barca aren't where they need to be at the minute. Um, and and what Xavi's doing is going to take some time. Uh, and I think Barca fans are going to have to get used to that, unfortunately. And Matt, of course, you guys are going to be hosting Zenit uh, Zenit in Petersburg this week. How are you feeling going into this game? Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not worried, but we qualified. I just, I just want the boys. Look at Liam Smith. <laughs> I just want the boys to bounce back, man. I want a victory, and I don't just want the one 0 I need a comfortable four 0 with the boys on track. It's a long December. I think there's, if I'm not mistaken, there's 13 games in like, or there's nine games in 13 days, or some, some with regards to that. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I just want us to bounce back and do it comfortably, whether that be a four 0 or five 0 but yeah, I I think we'll catch a win. But yeah, like I said, I want us to do it comfortably. And to wrap up the UCL fixtures, Manchester United taking on young boys. Pastor Fred blessed you on Wednesday. Um, will he be blessing you? About well, blessed you on Sunday. Will he be blessing you this Wednesday, Liam? Um, I think we I think we're going to see a, a, a big rotation in our squad um, for this game. I think probably most probably because we we have qualified. Um, but I think what we might see, I think we might still see Fred on the field. I think maybe Ragnik has identified that he's the type of player that if you have him on the field, you almost feel a bit more secure because of the way he's been playing over the past few games. So he has been that consistent light um, in our side. I'll be very curious to see if he tries out a different centre-back um, because now he has room to try out. Um, I'll also be interested to see if he gives Wambisaka um, a chance. Um, because the low has been performing really well. So it's either now he wants to give Wambisaka almost like a one final chance within his system because we've seen how Wambisaka has been playing. I think as the coach, he's thinking to himself, it's only fair that he tries him in his system. And if it doesn't go well, then it's almost like proof, in, proof is in the pudding. Um, and then I think it'll just be a, um, a case of us making sure that we take advantage whenever we turn the ball over. Um, we just need we need to simply take our chances. We don't want the game to go on for too long without a goal. And we start getting frustrated and, and things maybe go wrong. So I think we we sh we would look to end it off early. And if we don't win the game, it'll be from taking chances and us conceding a howler or conceding a counter attack. Uh, but I I don't see us being outplayed or being matched um, like we were in the reverse fixture. 
Well, there we go. That's how we wrap up the UCL fixtures. Joe, thank you so much, man, for joining us on this Pleasure. episode. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Joe, all his information will be down in the in the links below. So just click, follow him. He's really hilarious. One of the best footy journals out there, uh, approved okay. by Football and Friends. Trust us and trust me. Uh, thank you very much, Jens. It's been an incredible week. Fans Uncut is back this week as well. So keep an eye on that because you could be a part of it. All you have to do is just keep an eye on our socials. We'll make the call to action and you just reply and we'll get in touch and you'll be on the platform as well. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all those incredible things. And as always, don't forget to tell your friends.